I feel like we have the luxury. It's kind of like we're at a point where a lot of the necessary things, for the most part, for us are there. Mm -hmm. So now it's like those things that are that are still necessary. They were, they were like relegated to like philosophers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still necessary. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you can live. Someone can live a life, and people have lived lives, you know, fully mm -hmm. without understanding how. The stuff yeah, asking support. questions you know like that. I mean? <laughs> um, so now it's kind of like okay, we have we have the foundation down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now like it's the basic like, needs kind yeah, of thing. Now let's figure out how what makes us tick. Yeah, thing. You know what I mean. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's, a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always, and with a few changes for this time, uh, you've already heard our hard intro that I've been trying to find for all the episodes, and we'll be retroactively going through and doing that. Um, also... You'll notice that if you head over to feedingcuriosity.net and find this episode of the podcast on the website, you'll see a whole bunch of show notes with everything we talked about in chronological order. No time steps yet. I'm working on figuring out how to do that properly. But yeah, you'll be able to fi find all sorts of useful links and books that we've talked about there or just ideas in general. Another thing is that... As you have already known, our episode today is with Jordan Chris, a returning guest a particular day. I was reading a lot before we did the podcast, so all of these ideas were bouncing around my brain. And another clerical thing, as the description says, is we were talking about Black Mirror Bandersnatch. At the time, this was probably about out for a week or two. So spoiler warning there, if you are, you know still haven't watched it or whatever or want to watch it go ahead and watch it before you hit that part it's probably about an hour in or so that we discuss it a little bit but for the most part it's not really super spoily since it is a choose your own adventure story of sorts and last thing before we jump into the episode real quick is that we are really close to the one year of feeding curiosity and so what i have in the works right now is a limited edition t-shirt possibly something else that may be different i don't know still trying to figure out the best way to do this but keep an eye out there will be a post online for a limited i'll probably keep it up for about a month or so just a t-shirt of some sort for you guys to kind of get if you so support it um I, it's just been crazy to kind of be doing this for a year and to have the response that we've been having lately so it's just all around fun and without further ado Please enjoy this conversation with Jordan Chris. With Jordan Chris. What's up? First episode of 2019, at least with Jordan here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, what's going on? What's new? Whole deal? Nothing much, man. You know, got a lot of football going on today. Right, yeah. Um, you know, Sundays are, as here, I say, here national holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially, especially in Chicago, everyone's going crazy. Oh, um, yeah. 
about the bears the, and stuff. The, I would say that in general, I mean, I don't really know since I've lived here all my life, but we have the craziest sports fans oh, yeah. out of any major city, yeah. I would say. <laughs> I would say between here and Boston, probably like the craziest sports fan. Boston has a crazy sports culture. They win really? a lot, too. Yeah, Boston wins. I think they have the most titles out of like any city. Oh, wow. Across, like, across all sports. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Chicago might be up there, too. Yeah, because well, we have two baseball teams, and then we have yeah. the Bulls, Bears, and yeah. Blackhawks. Yeah, but I know... All the Bs. I yeah. just totally realized that right now for right. the first time exactly. ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, except the Cubs and the Weirdos. Right. <laughs> but, uh, the Weirdos. The too, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Boston's like, the Celtics have won. Oh, yeah, I didn't like, even think... They won, like, forever in a row. I don't yeah. know the exact number. <laughs> I think it was, like, six years in a row or something like... Something ridiculous, like, back, back when basketball in its early days. Yeah. Um... But it was, like, either them or the Lakers. You know what I mean? Dang. For, like, the ever? Day, yeah. Or they were the, the matchup of the century kind of yeah, thing? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. Chicago's up there, so it's cool seeing everyone, like, kind of come together for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, everyone's, like... Cool. Like at work yesterday, I was wearing I was wearing my Tom Brady jersey. Cause, I know, you know I did I forgot to mention I was like, yeah. I'm like dude you're in, you're in dangerous territory yeah, wearing I was that right now. A lot of shit. It was like every table I walked up to. Um, <laughs> I'm so for reference. I work at Pagliano. Um local craft brew. Yeah. So every <laughs> every table I went up to, they're like, "What are you doing? What are you wearing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "The Bears jersey is tomorrow." Okay. I'm like, but I had to rep my other team today, so just let me have this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, like, everyone was, like, super into it. And then even, like, there were some people who came from Boston. Yeah. Um, I guess they were here visiting. Um, I still forget that people are still in, like, vacation mode right yeah. now. Because it's the first week of January, for those of you. We're playing Time Warp with yeah. episode releases here. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're, we're from the past in the future. Yeah. Back to the future. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, these, uh, this couple from Boston... Um, they came down, they saw me wearing the jersey, and they were like, stopped, and they like, were like, high five, man, and I'm like, what for? And they're like, your jersey, they're like, we're from Boston, and you, we don't run into many uh, Patriots fans, which I'm sure they do if they try out or not, there's a lot of yeah, Patriots I mean, fans. I, someone out there, I know who you are, or you know who you are, you're going to be like, oh, God, Fairweather fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of them, I'm not one, I've liked them since I was five, so, right. I... Take that. And I want to move to Boston. Boston. Did you come with to the Boston? No, I wasn't able to. You weren't okay. work. Yeah, I can. I got you. I got you. I can remember. All I wanted came. to go because you guys were telling about it afterwards. I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. when did you guys? Like, yeah. all of a sudden you were just there one day yeah. weekend. And I was oh, like, we didn't plan it with you. Well, I wasn't. Kind of I think. Contact you about it? I think it was like th like a month or three months before, and then you guys just made the plans because uh, I said I don't think so, and then you guys just right. It was put a pretty quick. Thing. Yeah, it was a really quick turnaround yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, the longest part was playing who was going to go to the game because that was. Yeah, I remember something about that going on. Yeah, so we went and saw the Patriots at Gillette, which was awesome. Um, if you like football, highly recommend it. It's one yeah. of the best stadiums, venues I've been to. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Um, yeah, the crowd, the atmosphere was awesome because they win, so everyone's in a good mood. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Naturally. Um, yeah, I'm like, like there's uh, the Buffalo Bills, their fan base is like insane. Like, they're really? crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. It's called the Bills Mafia. And Whoa. Yeah, if you look up videos on YouTube about the Bills Mafia, it's like, holy shit, they're nuts. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, intense. They, yeah, like... I can't even explain it. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good trip. The biggest chunk, payment wise, like pay wise, of that trip mm -hmm. was the game. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. We should plan another one. Boston's awesome. I would definitely go. It was a good time, even outside of sports. Like yeah, just in general. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of old stuff out there that's like yeah, you know, original, yeah. original America. I yeah, guess you'd the, call it. Yeah, <laughs> Thirteen colonies. And right, all that, that stuff, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, pioneers. So Andy and them did the Freedom Trail. 
<coughs> excuse me, um, Andy, Ben, Joe, and I think, oh, Christina and Jesus did it too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so they did the Freedom Trail thing. Me and Alex did it. We kind of, it was, um, we are celebrating her birthday, kind of, along with the, oh, okay. with the, uh, with the trip, so me and her kind of spent the day to do our own thing. Right. Um, because... She didn't really care for that too much, the Freedom Trail history thing. Yeah, right. And, like, I did, but I didn't. I just, like, I could do without it. I was like, okay, I know yeah. what happened already. You're right. <laughs> so. You're like, I can make more time to come back and do this on yeah. my own or whatever yeah. I want to do. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a cool trip. We should plan that. We should do that. Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool to kind of hit, like, because all, all that area is, like, super close together, too, so we could definitely plan something where it's, like, yeah, you know, try to hit a couple states in the area mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, go to, like, D.C. and yeah. New York's like three hours. I had suggested that no one wanted to do it, but I was like, dude, we can just take a yeah right. to New York for a little bit. You just know what I mean? rent a car real quick. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be easier now because I think there's like some rental laws out. Yeah. Because I think you'd be like 25 20. for insurance purposes. Or yeah, something. yeah, for the insurance. Yeah. So um, that's where they get you. We could probably we could definitely do that now, much easier than <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like two years ago now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was well <clears throat> last year. Was it last year? Last year being 2017. So two years ago, yeah. So, whatever. It's been four days, <laughs> five days, whatever. Um, six days, yeah. Semantics. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. You have more time now, too, because you're almost done. Yep, as soon as I'm done with school, it'll be freedom. Yeah. Legit, like, ironically. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's my plan, is to kind of either go to Europe and see around Europe, or... Mm travel the United States. Yeah. I keep tossing around the idea of doing a road trip. That'd be so dope. It would be dope. Would you want to go like West Coast? Either or way. Both either, ways. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, both ways at some point, you yeah. know, split it into two, but mm -hmm. I, like I really want to go to like the Redwoods and Yosemite That'd and awesome. all that stuff. Yeah. Like just to see that nature side of things. Yeah. And even Niagara Falls would be cool. Like yeah. all that kind of, I don't know why, like it's always been kind of like in the back of my mind for mm -hmm. a while now and it's just like, Whoa, wait, school's actually, like, over. Like, yeah. I got the email, um, right before Christmas, I think it was, the, you saying, congratulations, you're, you're submitted for graduation, you just need to make sure that you have a substitution on file for one class, uh, outside of that, you're good as long as you pass, basically. So yeah. you have to take one class. I have three classes, but three one, classes. it's three classes, but then one of them, has an, they need to substitute it for a separate, for, like, an actual requirement, gotcha. it's a substitution. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as long as I get substituted, you're good. So I emailed them, forwarded to my professor, and then I got a reply right after New Year's, like the second or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, your your thing is on file already. You just need to pass your classes now. So Damn. I'm like, Damn. I'm like, what? <laughs> you fail all of them. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, take me away. Yeah, senioritis hits you in my car. Right. I think, I think when I shared that, Dante had this thing. It was like, uh, the last year sounds like a, sit a bad comedy sitcom yeah. of like... <laughs> The guy who should have graduated, but he didn't. He yeah. slacked off his last year, and now he's redoing it. Yeah, it has to start from the beginning. Oh, that would suck. Or you, or you don't go to graduation because you partied too hard yeah, the day you before. Yeah, drink so hard that you just miss it and have to start over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Miss finals. Right. <laughs> oh, shit, man. That would suck. Dude, be, I would be so mad. I would be like, fuck it, dude. I'm not, I'm not going back. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, it's even weirder for me because like, I got my five-year anniversary for working where I work as I've, I've been there a test technician technically for five, year, five years already yeah yeah. I remember you told me that and I was like damn I know it I didn't feel like I thought it was like four years yeah. at most yeah 
And so I was just like, hmm, yeah. that's weird. Like, I, I've been working full-time as, like, basically, basically an engineer for yeah. one year less than I've been, like, in school. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, like, it's a little backwards. Time flies. Because I remember Seriously. when you told me you started working there, obviously, five years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, it like doesn't feel 19, like that. 20. Yeah, so I was, I would have been at school. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so I think I had went to school. And then came back. When it was probably I came around Christmas time. time. You like came yeah. back and it was like, oh yeah, I'm yeah, working. And you're like, I got point. a job. And you got it through Harper. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like after um, my first semester at Harper. Yeah, and I was like, oh, dope. That's what's up. That's so crazy. Right. How time. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been that it long. Really doesn't. Nearly at all. Yeah, it doesn't. So it just feels really cool to be on the way out of school. Like mm-hmm. what I'm more excited about, like going forward, really is, you know, wrapping up and then being able to do, like, it's a. I think I put it up as on Twitter or something. It was like it was like I'm excited to be able to learn without like, like learn it whatever I feel like learning. Like no confinements. Yeah, like not I mean? learning within the classroom and just yeah. being like, oh, this book looks fucking interesting. Yeah. Kind of like what you've been doing lately, mm-hmm. which we'll definitely get into more with yeah, like yeah. Your screenwriting and stuff like that or yeah. screenplay reading. Yeah. Um, and by the time this episode goes live, you'll you guys will get a sneak peek of a, a separate episode with the our deep dive in Interstellar. Yeah. So Yeah, that's a good one. You'll <laughs> then, have heard it by now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for those of you who are probably listening to this one, you'll probably listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for that one. Um, yeah, it's kind of a luxury to be able to, like, just learn what interests you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, it's definitely a good thing, and I know your interests vary, <coughs> like, widely. Very so, widely. Yeah. It's, it's been weird to just, to kind of realize that, like, Cause like I'm like I'm an engineer, right? Ten, or well, technically be one, but it's it's expanded so much beyond that. Cause I like I've gotten into like neuroscience mm-hmm. and psychology yeah. and and history and just yeah. you were kind of talking about this yesterday when we were at the bar. Was the the interesting like the hmm, how does it? I don't even know. I don't even know if there's a technical word for it, but like the understanding people, like specifically people, like how they mm-hmm. operate and view the world. Right. Like, everyone's own psychological framework, I guess you'd yeah. call it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I find more interesting than anything else. Because right. Because it's like, oh, this person's interested in X. Like, what makes like what makes them, you know, good at what they do kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's functionally, like, psychology. It's technically, it's like an applied psychology, yeah, I guess you'd yeah. call it. But it's like a really, like, it doesn't have, like, an actual, like... Like, term, I yeah. guess. <laughs> if, they, if it does, we don't know it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know it. Right? So, anyone yeah. who's listening and knows that term, yeah. send it our way, please. <laughs> Joe probably fucking knows it. You might, actually. Yeah. Like, I just started reading a book. Uh, so, actually, there's two things here. So, I use Goodreads, which is a, like, book cataloging type website. Okay. Does that tell you books to read or uh, like, that you'd be a, interested in? A little both. Yeah. Okay. So, you make a good profile. I think it's owned by Amazon, technically, now. But of course. It, they... <laughs> Basically, it's there, you make a profile, and then you, like, say books you want to read, books you've read, or books you're currently reading. So you can track things, like, add page numbers, edit things. That's cool. Put reviews on it, like, Mm -hmm. rate them one to five stars. That's cool. But the coolest thing, I think, is that as long as you just go in there and say, I've finished a book, it'll track how many books you read during the year. Oh, that's really cool. And you can set yourself a challenge. Of like how many books you want to read, like really since it's, something since like it's twenty nineteen just started, yeah. I went in there and I changed or added my own challenge, which I think I put thirty books for this year. Yeah. Because last year I put it at twelve because I think I did like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Twenty sixteen. Right. Or twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Right. So it's like I'll put it at twelve. I'll double it again. I think I could do twelve. Yeah. I think I wound up doing something around like twenty four books. Oh wow. <laughs> last year. <laughs> wow. 
And that and that's even crazier because it's like not counting the podcast hours I've listened yeah. to because I kind of view those as books in yeah. their own way. Yeah. They're just no, not they're, structured. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively, yeah. <clears throat> so I really probably read, read you mm-hmm. know, somewhere around like 50 books maybe if you yeah. really, if I were to like somehow like equate hours listened to to books read. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of was like, that's a really cool idea. So I'm just like, I'm just going to keep up in the ante and just try to like... It's a good thing to do. <clears throat> so I'm at 30 books for this year, and I'm already three done. <laughs> already? For this year? Yeah. <laughs> In the six days? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> well, because I just, because I count the books I read with Audible, listen to, oh, via Audible too. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier, and I still, yeah. I, I know it's not cheating, but I still think it's cheating in some yeah. ways. I mean, if you're still in taking that information. It's, right, yeah. It's the same thing. It's, different medium. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think it's cheating, because it's like, I'm doing multiple things while listening to a book, so it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Makes your life easier. <clears throat> But yeah, it so it's just kind of cool, and then I, I've always, like, that's what part of podcast, too, is, like, I listen to a podcast, and then it's, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, oh, here's five new books you're recommending, I'm, like, fuck yeah. you, because... <laughs> and I gotta read them all. <laughs> yeah. Like, now I'm like, I'm, like, don't buy any more books, because I literally have books coming out of, every, like, if I'm looking around the room right now, I think there's, like, three books, I think yeah, there's, there's a bin. one right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I posted that one earlier, um, yeah, I just another put... one right there, I think that's a comic. Yeah, that's, that's a, a comic, comic book yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so. like, it's, it's just been, like, Jesus Christ, too yeah. many books, but, uh... One of the most recent books I just picked up is called The Dream Machine. And it's kind of looking... It takes, like, a historical look at com- computers. Like, how computers became what they are today, basically. Okay. Um, and I just started it today, legitimately, like, an hour ago. Not really. <laughs> yeah, and because and, I just finished the other book. <clears throat> and the, it's about this guy named John... J.R.C. Oh no, J.C.R. Uh, Licklider, Licklinder, I think his name is. Okay. And so he's like the the man behind, like the visionary that was kind of like funding all of the groups that were making uh, the technology to, that has basically became initially ARPANET, and then after that becomes our version of the internet. Mm. You know, basically what makes this podcast even possible was you mm. know the the seeds were planted by this dude. Huh, and cool. he's kind of like this visionary type where he was mm-hmm. able to, like, they have, like, quotes in, like, the first chapter of him, like, yeah, you know, you'll be able to do e-commerce on the internet. And this is, like, the 60s. This wow. guy's saying... So he saw like, that far Yeah, ahead. he could see, like, he was just, like, legitimate visionary. Like, and, wow. like, now it's, like, getting into his, like, background and stuff. And he was, his degree was, what ironically is what Joe's doing, called physiological psychology. Hmm. And so it, his, for him, he was, like, this guy who was, like, a genius, you know, yeah. could have become an engineer... Early on, like he did model airplanes in like St. Louis when he was a little Jesus. kid, was able to take apart cars and then put it back together and then get it to work, you know, kind of like what you'd expect as a genius, you know, engineer type story success. Yeah, just and, good with those type of things. Right? Yeah, like making this stuff work and then mm-hmm. also integrating it into a way that you could make it, it like functional, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> they even have a line where he's like, he's in college and he's like, he would have gladly majored in everything if he could have. But he couldn't. <laughs> and so he somehow, like, stumbled into psychology back then in, like, the... I think that probably would have been the 40s? It was... No, 30s. It was the 30s. He was, like, doing his PhD work. Is this guy like, still alive by any chance? No. He passed away. Okay. He, he was, like, <clears throat> an old man, like, a father in, his, in the 60s. Okay, gotcha. So he's, gotcha. he's definitely passed away yeah, long... Yeah. Long passed away at this point. Gotcha. Um, but he, he basically had this, like... I'm not... Uh, like, he had this 
drive to understand the human brain, you know, from like the the physical side of the brain, basically, mm-hmm. and try to understand its mechanisms, right? And mm-hmm. so, the the way they're setting it up, it seems like he's basically the because most of the other people coming into the computer world at that early stage or would have come in like the 60s mm. they were going to be the mathematicians the physicists the engineers right. th- that all that you know hard physical sciences stuff mm-hmm. he was like looking at it from a user point of view from like how does how are people going to interface with this technology and then be able to you know maximize the utility of it kind right. of like you know or the productivity, you know, the, yeah. the visionary side of it, basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, what could this actually be, rather than, like, just from a hard computational powerhouse kind of thing, where yeah. it's just like, oh, it's just, a, you know, you just make the hardware better, and then it'll just do more things, right? It'll just right. do math better, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, so he's looking at it from, like, how are people going to make, like, the human, uh, it's the, he called it the human computer symbiosis, right? Hmm. Where, like, we have, every one of us has a phone in our pocket now, yeah. right? Where it's like, the phone is an extension of the human being, right. more or less. And so that's, like, where his understanding of the brain and how, like, we can interface with it and, like, make it a secondary, you know, brain for ourselves, yeah. right? What the hell? <clears throat> right, it's fucking crazy. So, like, to me, what I find super interesting about it is, like, you know, he's not the guy who's actually making the tech. He's the guy that's, like, saying this is what could be possible, you know, planting the seed yeah, of these like ideas. the foundation almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then, you know, like, if you were to think about it now, like, today, to, in today's standard, right, if you would have, like, said... Hey, you know everything you're doing right now, it's gonna work out, and mm. we're gonna have this and more. <laughs> right. and it's crazy how accurate. If he knew that you can do e-commerce, right? Like, he said the word in the '60s, like it's a quote where it says e-commerce. Like what the fuck? That's so crazy. That's like surreal. You know right. I mean? it's, like, to me, it feels strange, and that's kind of like what I view. Like some of the what you call like I'm, to use the word visionary because it's mm-hmm. not. Because I'm using visionary in the same sentence, but mm-hmm. like, you, you have to be the idea guy. Right. I think like being the guy who can like pitch it to people who can do the thing that you want them to do. Right. Like my biggest example is like SpaceX. Right. With Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk. He's not gonna got he he's a genius, right? Right. But his genius is the sense that he can be like, we're gonna do this crazy fucking thing, mm-hmm. but. And he pays people to But he it. pays people to make that thing real. Right. He has the idea in his head, but right. it doesn't exist until he gets to people right. around him that have the skill and knowledge and yeah. know-how. So they're they're effectively innovators. And really all that means yeah. is they can, like, they see things before it happens. You yeah. Know I, mean? <laughs> um, I forgot there's, like, a structure to it. There's, like, innovators, and then the next one is, like, people who see it as it's happening. Yeah. And then there's people who see it after it's already happened. That's, like, the early adopter type. Yeah. Or the trend, like, how people... It's, like, ad- early adopters... Mm-hmm. Or I guess it'd be, like, visionaries, early yeah. adopters, uh, late, or like, middle adopters. I don't even know what the yeah. term... Someone's, like, yelling at their computer, like, you guys are dumb! Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. The term's there. The, can't yeah, it, I can't remember it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not as well-read yeah. <laughs> or well-spoken as some people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, to me, it's just crazy to see, like, how the foundations of the world we live in were built around the, you know... Yeah. The 60s, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a long time ago that now. That's, so that's 40, no, 80 years ago now? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. almost? Yeah, around there. That's, <laughs> what's crazy, too, is I feel like it's it was more difficult back then, specifically before the internet, to be, quote-unquote, a genius. Right, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because how easy it is for us to get information. Mm-hmm. Like, something as simple as, like, if you want to search up a word. Right. You just whip out your phone, you can type it up, you find it. Yeah, you know right. I mean? But back then, it's like... It's like you had to be in the places that 
had concentrations of knowledge, yeah. right? So, like, I think the university was a better place. Or, right. like, certain areas of the government or something. Or, yeah. I guess major companies. Yeah. Because, like, the way he they, like, laid it out, I'm not even at this part yet in the book, but they kind of, like, preface some of it where he's, like, <clears throat> travels around the countries to all these different research groups around the country, rather, like, the United States. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he called it... In, the intergalactic network or something like that. It's really funny. Like, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. pretty whimsical because yeah, he's like, right. yeah, yeah, right. Like, it's it's so weird that he would name these things these, yeah, you know, grandiose terms, but it kind of makes sense, <laughs> right? In, in in our retrospect, um, but it's it's just crazy for me to think about it to be like, holy cow, because it's because he called it like part of it too is like de- democratization of it, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's part of what we're seeing now too, right? Where like certain platforms allow people to have a voice and we've definitely talked about it before in different yeah. light right yeah. with like social media and how mm. that can poison the mind in yeah. some in some sense mm. and uh <clears throat> but i think a lot of it is is crazy positive because if you i think i saw it yesterday too is neil degrasse tyson put up a picture on um instagram and he he said so if we take the like the lifespan of the world it's been like 47 billion years or something He's like, if we made that, you know, 47 years, we, we became on, like, I think it was 10 minutes ago or something like that, humanity. Oh, in like, rel- in a relative, in relative sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. And then we had our industrial revolution one minute ago. And hmm. since then, we've used up 50% of the rainforest. Wow. Right. So that just kind of shows you yeah how like what we're doing yeah. <laughs> in like retrospect because it's just kind of like when people start organizing and creating consumer tech right mm-hmm. you just start it's greed yeah it's, more or less yeah. is creating for creating sake yeah without regards to the the uses around you yeah <laughs> so it's it's interesting to think about it in, in terms of you know because they didn't have to think about it back then Right, and that's kind of like what I've been doing with like anything history mm-hmm. lately. Is is it's like you can look at it and be like, oh wow, look at how stupid they were. Right, they right. they were operating with this false pretenses or yeah. you know flawed framework. Yeah, and that's easy to do now because yeah. you know with hopes that we've you know yeah, built wrong. past it in some yeah. way. It's easy to like <laughs> criticize in hindsight. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I think what would be what's more fun as like an exercise is when you read it especially if it's, like, a historical thing, you should read it and be like, okay, he's the visionary genius or something. Mm-hmm. What would everyone else be doing at that time kind of thing, right? right? Or if you, or okay. it's like, or it's like, what were, you know, he thought he was on the right path with that theory. Right. So look at it through that lens rather than, like, oh, obviously he was wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Because right. in all reality you're more likely the person who's got it wrong right, yeah. <laughs> than the one guy who's like, oh, no, 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 really, like, this is the right yeah. way to think about this thing. And yeah. It's going to take 30 years for that yeah. to become the mainstream if it is indeed the right. right. And I'm sure, like, even well, that guy, whatever, I forgot his name, Jay, or what did you say uh, his name was? Uh, Licklinder. Licklinder, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure that wasn't his only idea. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he probably had other ideas that just didn't, like, fell through. Yeah, right. He had something that he, like, that was it. You know Yeah, I mean? right. So it's like... <laughs> Again, in hindsight, you can go back and criticize and be like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? But yeah. in the time, someone, if someone believes they're onto something. I think what, I think what more, what's more interesting about it is that he wasn't looking for the fame, because I have never heard of this guy before. And right. I'm yeah. sure you've never heard of him nah, before, yeah. because, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all think of, like, Steve Jobs, and mm-hmm. there's a few other, the... the Bill Gates and stuff. Bill Gates yeah. and, like, our version of the micro, 
uh, the personal computer revolution yeah. that happened in the 80s and 70s and stuff, but this guy was the guy who made those things possible, right? right? You know, yeah. he laid that, you know, the yellow brick road, so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah. for everyone else to kind of build Pick off of. Yeah, yeah, and, and what that's what's interesting about it is, like, if you don't look for it, or if I hadn't heard this in the podcast, it would have just been in blissful ignorance of, mm-hmm. like, some of these things and, like... Right. Like, one of the other researchers I've recently run into from a coworker of mine who listens to the podcast, too, so shout out, you know who you are. Um, his name is Echelbart, and he was the guy who created, like, the mouse and the user interface, like, the GUI, mm-hmm. like, what all of our computers yeah. run off of. Right. He was the guy to do that in the 60s. Hmm. And, like, you know, I think of those kind of inventions to be quote-unquote modern, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's, like, the first demo, and you can find it on YouTube, I think, still, if you, like, do Eckbart, Eckelbart, E-C, E-C-K-L-B-A-R-T, I believe. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But, like, you can find his, like, first presentation of these, you know, breakthrough technologies yeah. of, like, the mouse pointer, and there's a thing called a light pen, which is, like, the... Uh, the first version of like a stylus that you could use really? to interact with the screen that's crazy. <clears throat> in like the 60s and stuff and this yeah. is in like this is not to sound weird but i just finished another book which is the michael pollan's book about psychedelic research mm-hmm. and i sent you i think i sent you and joe the quote of the fascination of scientists who mm. were using psychedelics in the 60s and 70s yeah. that they think could have helped draw their creative creativity in those directions right which I find even more interesting because I'm drawing parallels between, you know, this guy who's like the general opposite of, of computing, mm-hmm. putting money into these guys who are doing this research, and then at the same time, they're experimenting with psychedelics, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you get this weird, crazy, you know, explosion in technology that seems so revolutionary that yeah. takes 30 years to kind of grow and right. become mature enough to be something that... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's me using my tinfoil hat or not, but... A little bit, maybe. <laughs> but, 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 no, it's, uh, it's interesting um, that you can bring those parallels together. Yeah. Because you normally wouldn't. <laughs> like, I would never have I guessed would, that. Yeah, I probably would have never made that connection, but it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? In some, just, in some yeah. way, right? Because yeah. they're supposed to, you know, from first-hand experiences, they're, you know, mind-expanding or help yeah. produce creativity where you can draw parallels that you would normally see mm-hmm. or not as intuitively, right. you, you know, drawn on the standard uh, visionary, I guess. <laughs> right, expands your thinking. Right, you know so I just, mean? I don't know, it's just an interesting concept to try and just always be connecting dots, you know, yeah. even if they're loosely drawn, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> to try and be like, is there something there, Yeah. you know? Is there something we're, like, missing here? Because mm-hmm. usually it's like, if it's the most obvious thing, then you're, you're, you're there's, it's too simple, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so cool to think about. It makes me think, too, so I've always been, <clears throat> so I'm always curious about those kind of psychedelic things. Right, um, yeah. Would I ever do them? Leave that up in the air. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, um, it's, it's a different world right now. Yeah. but as, we're headed. But I get curious when it comes to, like, being a creative mm-hmm. and, like, and thinking in different ways, like, either for music or, um, like, storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what could I come up with? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just how yeah, right. crazy would it get? And I'm sure there's a lot. I'm, I'm 100% positive there's a lot of artists in any facet that do those things to kind of help them out. And I'm always just like, man, I just, 
I'm really curious. You know, you're right? just like, 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 but what if? Yeah, like, this, what would I come up with? You know what I mean? And it may be something that's like, wow, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it sounded cool at the time, but then you look back at it and you're like, I was just tripping. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it, too, is there's, like, a stigma where people can kind of do some hand-waving where it's like, oh, you're just tripping, bro, yeah. you know? Yeah. That kind of thing, like, oh, you had too much to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of thing, like, if you do it, in that sense, like, right, like a party drug, mm -hmm. then that's just what it is. Yeah. But if you go into it and you, because there's a lot of, you know, the therapist side of things, it's all about set and setting. Yeah, it can be measured. Right, you know, and, yeah. you, and you have, like, you know, a legitimate therapist who's guiding you through the experience, and then you have what's called a reintegration period where you spend, I think it's, like, somewhere around 24 hours after the experience. Really? where Because, like, during the experience, they're with you, and then you get the whole rest of the day to just recover, and then the next day you do sessions where you talk about the imagery and all the stuff you see and you like write stuff down and write notes hmm. to try and make sense of the images. Right. So that it, and then try, basically it helps you build a framework around those things to be able to then implement it in your own life or like try to just draw a, some some sort of value from decipher that. Decipher it. Yeah, deciphering yeah. it some way because so, it's so un, unnerving in many ways and, yeah. and just like it's so hard to interpret because I mean... In, in Michael Pollan's book, which is, if you are in any way interested in this stuff, I highly recommend it. It's called How to Change Your Mind, and it's really, really good. It's like a four-part book where the first part is like the, the strange history of psychedelics, which is, is oh crazy? boy, it's yeah. weird. Um, Isn't there something, sorry to interrupt you. Isn't there something on Vice? Yeah, so there's a... Is it the a, same guy or is No, it's a completely different book okay. or a completely different thing. But yeah. Vice has a really good... Uh, if you're interested in the compounds themselves, like the science of how these things work, it's called the Hamilton Morris's uh, Pharmacopoeia. And so every, ep every episode is a look at a different psychedelic molecule, basically. Okay. Be it a mushroom or a plant or even if it's just lab-grown, like mm -hmm. LSD or something like that, acid. Right. Um, so, but it's that one's interesting because you kind of... They show you people tripping and stuff like that on oh. it, which is interesting that even yeah. they would get okay to do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people who are growers of this stuff are producers. They black out their faces. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> for obvious reasons, because <laughs> yeah, right. they're all Schedule 1 yeah. <laughs> drugs. Um, but it, it's just a really interesting look, because the guy Hamilton, he's like a, a, another super smart dude, because mm -hmm. he's, he's like a biochemist or not. I want to say he's a chemist. For, for by training so he knows how these things are right. made you know right, like right. He, like on the screen half the time they put the actual molecule on the screen really? and like show you it's really weird like it's huh. like whoa <laughs> so that one's really good too if you want like interested in the, the 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 more science of it whereas the book is kind of like an overview of like the history of it in like the 50s 60s when the the first wave kind of hit mm -hmm. and then timothy leary and such because what it seems like is there's a to, to kind of sum up, is it seems like there's this propensity for these molecules, for the people who take them, they feel either their ego stays okay, like they're level-headed, and they're just like, everyone should have this thing because it's a useful mm -hmm. thing to experience at least once. Right. Or their ego gets ballooned and they become Messiah-like. Oh, wow. And then they'd be like, this is my role to bring yeah. this to the world. And, right. you know, we need to do social revolution and all that stuff. And it's very weird because mm -hmm. they talk about, you know, the ego disillusionment and things like that with yeah. it being part of it, which is interesting that it would have the opposite when people are not taking them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like that's that's where, like, things get scary where people 
are like, because what it seems like is if you start saying we need everybody to be on these things, it, it what it's starting to do is attacks the cultural fabric of whatever country you're in. Yeah. So then everyone's like, wait, you're trying to stay, change the entire status quo of something? Cause, yeah. So the whole world's going to be different after this? Right. People freak out, yeah, right? Push back against <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't do it within, you know, a psychological framework, which seems like it leaves rather quickly once there's a, a fervor built up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people... You get you lose people, and then yeah. they start to have moral panic. Is the way that it's described in the book. That makes sense from the historical side of things. But yeah. then, <clears throat> the benefit that we have now in today's world is that we have way better brain scanning technology, which is still. I mean, it's not way way better, but right. it's, it's still in its infancy. It's, I guess yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's we can see different ways of how these molecules now affect the brain, whereas before we kind of just said, yeah, you're just. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have an experience, and it was like kind of all you could do is say what, you, like how your experience was. Right. You didn't have a way of knowing what was actually going on, right? Mm -hmm. From like a empirical data set kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from just like the uses it could have for like targeting addiction, anxiety, and depression, stuff like that. I think those things are unbelievably useful going forward yeah but for therapeutic reasons i'm not ever suggesting this be mm -hmm. recreational yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i think it would be something that would happen is like you know i'm gonna go see my therapist right but it'd be like a psychotherapist session like yeah. once a month or something mm -hmm. or once every three months or right. something because it doesn't seem like these things last forever yeah there's like a afterglow effect they call which can last anywhere from a month to three months it seems like and then after that it kind of disappears then you kind of go back to your baseline of whatever kind of person you were right Interesting. Yeah, so that that was my thing again. Not, I won't say against it, but it's just a slippery slope right. where, like, some of these things come out, and then the people who do advocate to take it just recreationally, it gives them like, like an argument. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be right. like, oh yeah, everyone should, again, like you were saying, everyone yeah. should do it. You know what I mean? It's so fun. You should do it. I'm like, man. That's why I'm trying to be very clear. I'm yeah. not advocating recreational use for these yeah. things because. Set and setting is extremely important Important in yeah. how these things function. Yeah. If and you like, go into it without a proper set or setting, you can have what's called a bad trip, and yeah. it will mess. It could possibly mess you up. Yeah, you like, <laughs> even so. I was reading this. Um, I don't remember where it was, but I was reading this thing, and it was saying they can cause. Um, it can cause like psychosis one. Yes. Or like if you have a trait for schizophrenia, yes. it can active make yes. that active. And I'm like, man, don't screw with that stuff. Yes, <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what I'm like, saying. Yeah. You need to have it with, you know, a lot of times they do what's like normal cognitive behavioral therapy mm -hmm. beforehand so that they get a baseline of, like, what kind of person you are. Yeah. And then I think a lot of the trials that are going on right now with, uh, I think it's, I believe, John Hopkins University is doing uh, one of the first major trials uh, with drug-resistant depression, I believe it is, is... That, that was like one of their like things is like mm -hmm. you can't have schizophrenia or someone in your family have schizophrenia right if they're gonna accept you into the yeah if they're trials gonna accept you testing. because they can cause it can trigger the schizophrenic episode yeah for you so they right. like th that just kind of rules you out which is mm -hmm. unfortunate but i mean they but it makes sense right <laughs> legitimately yeah. so yeah i'm not that i'm never gonna advocate and be like yeah right. you should just go you know go to your local drug yeah. dealer and be like yeah i'm gonna try and like, <laughs> how much you got i want all of it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean whatever i i'm the type of person that's like do what you want to do i no, don't yeah. tell people what to do but at the same time like just be smart be you know safe I mean? with this yeah. stuff um but i kind of like where we're going yeah 
It, it, what it feels like to me, especially with the way the, the research end of the book, like, that's what it was like toward the end, is like talking about, like, helping people with death and stuff is another one of the things, is being, like, okay with dying kind of thing, which is a weird thing to think about. Oh, someone who's, like, About to die, yeah. Not, not like, necessarily terminal, but... About usually death. cancer patients who have, you know, X amount of time left yeah. to live, stuff like that. It's... Because there's a lot of anxiety... From yeah, that kind of stuff. Understandably. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so they talked about a story, and it was one of the most moving stories of this guy who had an LSD trip, and then he was able to, like, re you know, realize that, like, love is, like, the thing that he has left. You know, it's every right. it doesn't matter if he's here, and he's, like, they had, like, a story, like, really, like, heartwarming stories about him and stuff. It's, like, like, the way he was connected to everyone around him, it was, like, even though he was, like, on, you know, death's door, so to speak, it was like everybody wanted to be around him, like the doctors, the nurses, and wow. like he was just this gravity in the hospital, like, like positivity. Yeah, almost, basically, really. yeah, just like being present with everybody and just yeah. like you know radiating this warmth, kind wow. of. And it was like it was just super interesting, and like the the stories that they share is is one of the more moving ones. And you just kind of you could feel it in the pages, like how mm. moving the story is, right? It, which is weird to say because it's like, I mean, like, I think it's partly because Michael Pollan is a journalist by training like right. writing so he's he's really good at capturing stories and emotion yeah and, and it, it's like wow like you can just feel it and then the other side of it too is that the, the some of the scientists um that are doing a lot of the research are very cognizant of what they're doing mm -hmm. and they know that there there could you know if they mess up and something goes wrong this yeah. could totally backfire and explode because yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, like i said before in the 60s and 70s a lot of these guys took yeah, the psychedelics themselves. Of themselves and then try to... And then try to make studies and stuff around it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that colors their perception of what to expect. Right. You know? And so one of the new researchers in Europe, I believe, his, his name is Robin Carhart Harris. Um, he was going to do the, take the drug and then one of his researchers had said, no, you, you shouldn't do that because it would, would kind of remove some of the legitimacy of, yeah. of any of the research that you are than extrapolating from, like, yeah, you know, data. perception gets skewed. Right, yeah. and so I think that's important. I think I think some, of the, some of the researchers, since they're kind of taking that, you know, even though they already believe in it, mm -hmm. and they can take the step back and be like, okay, this is what... Yeah, I feel like there's no constant at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because then sense. he can just look at it from an observer's standpoint rather than, like, a guy who's like, oh, I'm basing my experience off of what I've had and yeah. you're experiencing, mm -hmm. so that seems to line up and therefore, yeah. <laughs> you know, false positive or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that makes <laughs> Or sense. you're coloring it because like, the set and setting thing is really important. Really, There's a lot about this stuff that kind of throws a lot of the science of, like, standard westernized, you know, placebo effect kind of things out the window because... Mm -hmm. So they, they can do double blind, right, where the... The, the people in the room and then the person who's taking it don't know whether or not it's the psychedelic it's thing or not. Yeah, okay. but but within 30 minutes of that usually happening, everyone can tell. I was like, oh god, yeah, this guy's tripping balls now, right? <laughs> yeah. To use the scientific term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'd be hard to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if yeah. you know, you know, right? Yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. if you're if if you're a guide for these things, you've mm. definitely probably experienced it. As a, as a witnessing yeah. it before, so if you've done it once, you can kind of see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really it's like really hard for the you know to keep the placebo effect yeah. from not being colored because there can't really be one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's interesting. So there's a lot of things that like you know scientists are trying to figure out how to do this stuff from a study perspective. It's like well we don't know what's actually happening, but if it works, it works, right? That's like where they're at right now. It's like right. re regardless of whether or not we can say from like a empirical study 
if these people feel like they've gotten a benefit from it, then what's the like what's the problem? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so it's an interesting world of science. Like there's a, it's what what they've described it as is like a modern melding of shamanism, basically. Hmm. Like taking like shamanistic aspects of ancient human cultures yeah. and bringing it to the modern world in some ways. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. And yeah. I probably have the least right to be talking about these things <laughs> outside yeah. of just being a curious person. Yeah. I don't know, so I'm curious to see where it goes. <laughs> Me too. Sure. Like, it'll be interesting to see in 20 years, mm -hmm. like, how they talk about it differently. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll have a written record right here saying how wrong we were. Right. Like, God, these dumbass people. Yeah, or how right you were. You yeah, know what I mean? or that, yeah, right. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. I think it's super interesting. And it, to me, if anything could help um, anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff in any way. You're for it. Always. Yeah. Especially because these, yeah. these drugs, these SRIs and things like that, they don't really work. Yeah. And they just work less now than they've ever have, yeah. basically. Because what they've noticed is it's like a... When they were created in the 80s, is they worked well, and part of it was placebo effect. And if you guys look up placebo effect articles, placebo effect is a very, very real thing, and should not be thrown out the window. That's yeah, why. So let's give you like a water pill, pretty much. Yeah, it's usually like if, if they do anything, it's just like a sugar pill or sugar like, pill. A, like a water pill. <laughs> a, a active placebo is like niacin, mm -hmm. so because it feels tingly and stuff. Yeah. Um, and basically, what that means is, is it when you take something, you're supposed to be like, okay, this is supposed to help you with X, right? Whatever mm -hmm. you're being diagnosed with. Um, it's like the placebo is like because you felt like you t like have something, you usually feel better. Right. And so whenever they do a study, what the idea is that if if it works better than a placebo, then it's a good drug, basically. Mm. But most of the time, placebo works very well. Right. <laughs> Not very well, but better than you'd think it right. would. <laughs> right. So it's 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 an interesting concept to kind of think about that mm -hmm. um, because now now like SRIs don't work as effective anymore because most people. It's been around long enough that most people are like, well, I don't know if it's going to work. Or like, they yeah. hear stories like this where people say it doesn't really work very well. So that's yeah. in the back of their head. So it's, you know, like they're skeptical of it. So then it might not work as well. Yeah. Set and setting again, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more like, well, okay. So this is, <laughs> it's obviously this is easier said than done. So right. I'm not, I'm not, um, there's no judgment behind this. Yeah, so right. It's kind of just like, if you, take the personal growth part yeah. first like if all of that comes first mm -hmm. all that stuff's gonna come secondary you yeah know i mean that's gonna be what you rely on right is my point with that kind of thing um but again no judgment and right, yeah <laughs> that's obviously much easier said than done right like oh man just get your shit together you know what i mean it's right like, i mean cool <laughs> like, the, the problem is too is so so much of this stuff is convoluted mm -hmm. with how you feel, perception of people you're around you, you know, what, yeah. you, who you work with, what environments you're in all the time, yeah. many different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's so hard to kind of just be like, yeah, just, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. And I, I think that would have been my default setting mm -hmm. probably four years ago or whatever. Yeah. But now, like, I've done so much reading on various aspects of this stuff, and I'm like, hmm. There's more going on here than meets the eye kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's a lot more squishy things in the sense that it's not just like, you know, your brain doesn't work right. Like that, mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. Right, like what does that mean, right? Yeah. We barely understand the brain. <laughs> yeah, right. Like your brain just doesn't, you know, like you just need to balance out something. Yeah, mm. it's like maybe yours doesn't work right. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? like, <laughs> I don't know, like it, it's such a strange thing and 
I don't know, maybe we're approaching some woo-woo territory here, but... <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know, I just think... I think right now, too, is there's a lot of... For me, there's a lot of interest in the next frontier is understanding the brain at mm -hmm. a more intuitive... Not an intuitive level, but just getting a more clear understanding of what it's actually doing. Yeah. I think that's going to be, outside of further space exploration, feels like another, another, yeah. another avenue of trying to understand... Not just consciousness, because I don't know if you can ever really describe consciousness, but just like what are the, how is the brain doing what it's actually doing? Yeah, I feel like you need to understand that first. You have to have a firm grasp on that first before you can try to tackle consciousness. Right. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta <laughs> crawl before you walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, and consciousness is like, how can you explain how to be con or what it means to be conscious before you know how the brain works that creates consciousness you know what I mean? right yeah and assuming that's even conscious like you know there's the right. ever, <laughs> never ending debate does brain create consciousness too yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so exactly <laughs> so like again if you don't understand it fully how can you yeah form a valid argument about it um so yeah i think i think you're right on that i think that's <laughs> definitely i feel like we have the luxury it's kind of like we're at a point where a lot of the necessary things for the most part for us are there mm -hmm. so now it's like those things that are that are still necessary. That were, they were, like, relegated to, like, philosophers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> So they're still necessary, don't get me wrong, but it's, like, you can live... Someone can live a life, and people have lived lives, you know, fully, mm -hmm. without understanding how the stuff... Yeah, asking works. questions you know like that. I mean? <laughs> um, so now it's kind of like, okay, we have we have the foundation down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now like, the basic like, needs kind yeah, of thing. now let's figure out how... What makes us tick. Yeah. Type thing, you know what I mean? Delving um, into... Yeah. What it what it means to be human, I guess you yeah, call it. Yeah. And so hopefully we're around for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows how long that'll take to get a full grasp. There, but... There's some weird stuff going on right now with all of the science lately. It feels yeah. like it's just to me it feels like we're at this weird stepping stone in a way of like kind of you it's like hmm, kind of like masters of our own universe kind of like we're at this point where either we, whatever choices we make now can either have really good things happen or really, really bad things happen. Yeah. Kind of, like, that's what it feels like in some ways. Like, yeah. if, like we're at this point where it's like, if we abuse the technology, it's either going to go real right or real bad. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, we were, like, we were talking about before, I was like, storytelling and like black mirror i mm -hmm. think is a really good example of yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> I mean, so right like, to kind of pull back and get a little bit more yeah how how wrong stuff can go even yeah so let's just talk about it <laughs> you brought it up let's yeah. it. So, um i'll start by saying this when i first started watching black mirror and that first became like the tv this show thing that everyone was not the movie about. right not the movie not the show yeah <laughs> i didn't like it yeah Mainly out of ignorance, because I'd like watch an episode here, watch bits of episodes there. Yeah, not really paying attention like, to yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, eh, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's a big shock value thing. That, that was my thing. I'm like, they just try to get you with the shock value and the big twist. And sometimes, to me, that can come off cheap. Mm -hmm. So that was my initial thinking. Then when I actually sat down, I'm like, okay, let me just shut up and let me like yeah. watch it and see what it is. I was like, yo, this is great. <laughs> you know, I did a great job. Um I was going to look up the names of the writing team and stuff like that. I'm sure it's different people per episode and per season. Um, but they do a fantastic job of, like, showing how extreme things can get. Mm -hmm, right. Um, just in its full. They just take an idea and then just blow it up. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? like, when like, I, when I, I think, I guess the best part way to explain it is kind of, like, taking something, some aspect of society or technology mm-hmm. that we use today and then turning up to 11, but mm-hmm. then making it black, right? Yeah. So, so it took me a while to kind of figure out what, like, black mirror is, right? Yeah. So it's like a, so a normal mirror, it takes an image and reflects puts a, co- it, reflects right. a copy of it, right? Mm-hmm. But the black mirror takes, takes the, the image, but then makes it the worst possible option of that. But yeah. Black Mirror takes the, you know, aspect of society, turns it up to the worst possible thing, yeah. like, 30 years from now. Yeah. Or something they, like that. And then they give it back to you, so... Yeah. Because you could, like, you can watch every single one of their episodes and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see how this goes right. Like, I could see how this happens today. Yeah. Like, I could see where we're headed that yeah. makes it this thing, right? Yeah. Like, I just heard, or so I was on Twitter the other day, and I don't remember whose it was, it was just some person... But she's like, you know, I'm really scared about is my kids one day saying, Mommy, can you tell me about what your personal brand was like one day? Like, what was your personal brand? And I was like, oh, fuck. That was in an episode? No, no, no. That was like a real person on Twitter. It's like, oh, what? The other day this week. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that felt like a thing. Yeah. Because, like, it kind of feels like that, right? Like, yeah. when you go on Instagram now, everyone's like, yeah, follow my, you know, supplement line or yeah. my whatever thing, right? Uh-huh. I mean,. I'm partly guilty, guilty of it too, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it, that felt weird. I was that like, that is a weird question. I would have, what a weird thing to ask. <laughs> right. Like, like it was, that was like a hypothetical thing. Well, but, right. But, but like, it feels like it could go that way yeah. though. Right. Like, can you imagine like everyone's like, yeah, I'm like, buy my whatever thing that I yeah. decide that's my thing. Right. Like, huh. That's such a, like, that's could be like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't know, it, it, that's one of the weird things that I was thinking about. Um, and just for someone who loves technology, as, like, this entire episode has been about, like, yeah. p- past and present, or past and future tech, how does tech, tech you know, stuff, influence yeah. the world, yeah. um, is, it's, it's, like, really weird for me to, like, see those things, because I'm probably guilty of being an optimist more than a pessimist. Mm-hmm. Which is good. <laughs> Which is good. Because I usually think that if we can find more ways things are better, like technology is good than it is bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's from, a t- from the TV show, I think it really helps kind of lay out things. And one thing I do really enjoy about storytelling, at least from like a sci-fi tech point of view, is mm-hmm. it, it helps paint a picture for ways people can... It's it's used as a tool to be like what is possible, right? right? Or yeah. what could be possible rather, right? You know, and so With, you <laughs> yeah, and they do so. They take the slippery slope and go all the way down. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. See, yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's cool that they do that. You know what I mean? Because a lot of those things we do take for granted. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the social media episode they have, take it for granted. It's so you know what good. I mean? Yeah, but it's like. Wow, that's not that. Like you know that. It really that isn't one's that not far away. That far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, granted, that's. I don't think it'll become that. I don't think so. But if it were to, right, it could be like ten years from now. Yeah. You know, what I mean? like it really. <laughs> that, that episode didn't seem that and, far. And for you those of you, spoiler, you should have watched already. Sorry. If you didn't watch it, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's three seasons yeah. already. So yeah. It's three years of late, at least yeah. of this oh, stuff. Four, isn't it? Four seasons? Or is it three? It's three technical, but with the movie, it's four because it came out. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of the movie, I'll try to not be spoiled because that's still kind of It's going to be super hard to be spoilery anyways because it's There's so, many different, so, yeah. so tailored to the viewer itself yeah. that it isn't going to be... Right. Um, 
but to try and kind of not spoil anything. Yeah. You can do the Spark Notes version of... Uh... Yeah. So, my thoughts on the film, the Black Mirror film, it was not what I expected. Really? Um, yeah, so I like what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and what they were going for, but I I feel like they just missed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so again, going back to the thing we were talking about innovation, you now you have multiple ideas and maybe one of them works, you know yeah. what I mean? I feel like the innovate the innovative side of how to tell a story and to make a movie to make it interactive. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Uh, it was super interesting. Yeah, I think personally those things are super cheesy sometimes. I mean, I've, they've definitely tried to do stuff like that before. Yeah. Interactive storytelling. Yeah. Probably some really cheap thing we were like yeah. super little. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I don't. I have, I can't recall anything at least. I can't in think of anything specific. Scale, no. Yeah. The scale is that. So there is uh, the Arl Arl Stein. Right, right. Stein, I right? think so. Um, goosebumps. Goosebumps. Stuff? They had interactive books, and that's different. You know what I mean? That's oh. a little easier. I feel it not that it's easy, but I feel like it's easier than making a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, where, again, the idea was really cool, and I will say the first maybe twenty minutes or so, I thought were like super intriguing. Yeah. And like they had they had something, and I'm like, yo, this can be really cool. And then that takes a point where it it's, it almost forces you to go somewhere and it, it felt like it was no longer interactive you know what right I mean? like it was i don't know if that was intentional i felt like that was intentional because yeah. i've watched it three times yeah already just to try to you know mm-hmm. i was playing unlock all the ending yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what are all the possibilities here and like how mm-hmm. does it work and what it felt like is is because it's black mirror right like we like laid out it takes something about it and makes it negative mm-hmm. like there's no way it could have ended in a positive light Right. right, so it's so it's like you have to. It has to end dark. Yeah, well, you even, know? <laughs> even that's fine. Like I, I don't disagree with that, but there's parts in the middle in the mm-hmm. rising action part yeah. of the film where you can tell they're like you need to do this if you uh, want it to continue. Because like when I first watched it, there were like I didn't get to an ending for like a while. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it would, I would get to a point and then it would revert me back to another scene and then yeah. I'd get to a point and it would take me back to the same scene and I'm like, alright, and then finally I got to the end and then the credits rolled. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so it's over. <laughs> I'm like, like, I kept thinking the movie was over. You yeah, know what right. I mean? I'm like, so is it over? And I'm just, they're saying, like, go back and see if you can get a different ending. Yeah. And I'm like, so when is it over? And then I finally hit a credit scene and I'm like, oh, now it's over. <laughs> um, You're like, goddamn. Yeah, so... It, like, there, specifically, there's a part where you're talking to the protagonist psychiatrist. And she goes, oh, do you want to talk about your mother? Because it's going to reveal something about yourself. Yeah, right. And my answer, I was like, oh, I want to say no. You know right. what I mean? I, want, I, I wanted, did the same thing. Yeah, I wanted him to be, like, closed off about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, let's see what happens when he said no. And then she goes, no, really. You should talk about your mother to see, reveal more about yourself. And I'm like, well, that was fucking obvious. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want you to say yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so I said no again. And then fast forward to however many minutes later, um, I think it was like the next act of yeah, the movie. Yeah, right. It was like, Forced you want to go back and figure out yeah. about your mother? And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, like they're just throwing it at you that they want you to do that. So I was like, again, the idea was cool, yeah. but I don't like that it, it felt forced. And when I said maybe they intended that, is to make it seem like you were being controlled. Yeah, thing. I know. That made me kind of like... Yeah, they kind of changed it toward the end. Yeah. Or it, it felt like the narrative, rather than you... 
it, it felt like there was a shift, now that I'm thinking about it, it felt like there was a shift between you just making, like, choices for the character that felt natural yeah. at any point to a shift of where it felt like you were, con where, like, the, the fourth wall had broken. Oh, for sure. Right? For where, sure. Where, where it was like, yeah. okay, you're actually in control now. Yeah, and, yeah. Right? And I think that's where you kind of feel this weird... Yeah. Pull. It, it doesn't. It's less story and yeah. more. It was too like abrupt. You know? Yeah. I mean, like it just happened. Like it was like narrative, narrative, narrative. Break right. fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> it's like they just this sling of choices, and it just like kind of jumped to its yeah. conclusion. And I'm like, man, I really, I really, really, really wanted to love it. You know? What yeah, I mean? right. And I was like, since it's their first, hopefully, I want them to do it again because I feel like now that they've done it mm -hmm. and it's got out there, if they try to remake that. All those things that I'm saying, like, we're kind of... I forced. personally felt forced. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll be able to make that, like, seamless. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it'd be hard to get rid of that aspect completely. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can only have so many different outcomes. Yeah. Especially in a film. And you, you know don't want to give them that, like, you can't make it a multiple choice, like, yeah. four branching paths. Yeah, and... you know what I mean? So, like, I can't, I'm not saying that, like, oh, I could have done it better. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? But, like, just... From a viewer standpoint and being a critic, I would think that on their second go, those moments can happen yeah. um, more fluidly mm -hmm. rather than like just, sorry, rather than just like punch you in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, and just destroy the fourth. I was like, man, I really wanted to like it, but. It's yeah, interesting. Just, yeah. now, now that I'm thinking about it, it is, it is that, that deterioration of. And then, I mean, that could kind of be explained with a way by the narrative, too. Right? Yeah. Because, like, the guy is taking some sort of anxiety or depression mm -hmm. medication, stops yeah. taking it halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, you know, he's not taking his meds, so is it, mm -hmm. you know, is he really just going crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. Or is it, like, you know, you, the viewer, are the one controlling him. Right? Yeah. It's like, he's just going along for the ride or mm -hmm. whatever. Like, yeah. you, you can kind of get in this, like, the, the tinfoil hat scenario with, thinking about the layers of how they wrote the story, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, just... I think the story they chose to use as the backdrop for the interactive film is what made it work. Yeah. So, like, in the first 20 minutes, like I said, like, the initial story that I yeah. thought they were going with, at least, or I guess... Yeah, I guess it was kind of all throughout, was dope. Right. It was, like, super cool. Um, and... Maybe it just needed to be longer. Maybe there needed to be more things that happened. You know like a build I mean? up? Yeah. Like, I, I think, so if you take when I actually started it to when I actually got to the finish, like that part of the movie, I think it was only like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Like if, like if you really take those scenes and like cut out all the times we had to go back yeah, to the scene. Yeah, we were back and forth and stuff you know like mean? that. Yeah, but if you just take those parts, it probably would have only played out to be like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Hmm. And that's like that's like an episode. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? A black yeah, movie. I guess that's right. It's yeah. like about an hour. So I would say maybe it needed to be like, and who wants to sit and like be interactive for this long? But it almost, it needed to feel more maybe like a video game. Because mm -hmm. games do that all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah, works. Yeah, you die and you respawn and you go back yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. and the, but you can make choices and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it changes the outcomes. Like, like Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. Wow. wow. <laughs> Same but, page. Yeah, right. But that to me, Mass Effect did it perfectly, you know what I mean? Because they took it through three games. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, they had their structure. They had their issues with it. Yeah. yeah they mm -hmm. had their issues, but they had their main structure where it's like, this is going to happen really no matter what you choose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Reapers, 
for Mass Effect was a video game that came out in what, 2010? Nine, Maybe. Something like that? A long we time. It feels school. a while ago, yeah. Yeah, we were in high school when the first one came out, but it was Pro like... Yeah, probably... Yeah, it was about like a future alien 10. invasion type game. Yeah, sci-fi, New yeah. Age Star Wars, space opera. Boom. <laughs> Super quick summary of that game. But... The aliens were going to invade no matter what you did, but there are certain things between that you could have changed. Yep. But that was taken through a span of three games, of all games, spanning of, like, how much hours of content. Like, at least 40 hours of In content. Minimum. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not counting so, all the side stuff yeah. that you could do. Right. So, <laughs> I don't expect Black Mirror to come out, but like, we're going to give you a 120-hour long movie. <laughs> no one's going to watch I mean, that. there's five hours of total recorded content in right. the file. Right. And I think the runtime of the show caps at an hour and a half oh really yeah so okay. if you're going back and forth all the time and you're you're you know not getting an ending so to speak mm -hmm. i put ending in quotes there yeah. um it'll stop you and push you to an ending basically okay at some point right so yeah they they need to because they said it was a movie they lead like they cap it at the average you know hour and a half movie yeah. format that at least for netflix movies it is right um i thought so it's interesting <laughs> so like, the scale that they have to use, I, I get that you you can't expand it, like, exponentially, infinitely. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just go forever. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> but I felt like the, there could have been more. Um, mm -hmm. Granted, everyone should watch it. I think it's worth watching. Yeah, it's different. Because, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's not a, your typical movie. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if they just remove the interactivity part of it, mm -hmm. and they just, like, gave you the... The supercut version of it, which I don't think they even... I don't think even the writers know what the right... Because they think... They said... I read an article where they said... Like, interviewed them and they said... We don't know... Like, all the endings could be the right could ending. The ending quote, yeah. unquote. By whatever, you know... Mm -hmm. By whatever logic the user sees it, right? Right. So it's weird. Huh. <laughs> so so there's no there's no meta ending, right? There's right. no, like, ending that they thought was the yeah. correct ending to yeah. achieve. It wasn't like, so this is how it's supposed to end, and then here's other options. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They just wanted it to be, like, a true Black Mirror thing of, like, okay, here's this story, and here are the ability, like, here's what this story could evolve into. Right. And then, and then it has a, it has the capstone at some yeah. climax, basically. Right. And so I think that's interesting. Yeah. To say to, to, that they were, you know, forthcoming enough to be like, oh, we didn't think about it in, you know, right, wrong, ending kind of mm -hmm. light. Which I think can happen for people who do those kind of things, right? Where they force force the ending too hard, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, you have choices. But, like, that, I mean, kind of going back to the Mass Effect thing, that's kind of what the problem was with yeah. the whole thing of Mass Effect anyways. It's like, you made your choices, but then the ending was, even though you made your choice, it still had... Yeah a set climax. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, they knew where they wanted to go. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of, they gave you wiggle room, wiggle room within it, mm -hmm. but at the end, they still led you kind of to their, Yeah. I don't remember how many endings. I think there's three choices. Was there three final? I, I think it was three choices, but realistically, it didn't change a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and so, I won't say that the movie failed in no, my eyes. It I wasn't, so. it wasn't like, trash <laughs> you know i watched I mean? it enough times to be like and it got me thinking more and more about like you know what's going on in these scenes kind of thing yeah. from like a psychological perspective i yeah. thought it was more interesting to yeah. look at it yeah Rather I than was... looking at it from just like the critics viewer point of like yeah. how is, how is the story shaping yeah. or interacting with me the the viewer it's right. more of like and see that's how i was looking at right it. yeah <laughs> i was looking at more the narrative yeah yeah 
and so when it started jumping around, I was like, like <laughs> you lost me here yeah, somewhere. <laughs> like, you know, and maybe I just missed it. Maybe I just wasn't getting it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it. You should definitely watch it. It was definitely entertaining, and I will go back and do it again. Yeah. Um, just to see if I can get a different ending. And I think it would be fun flow. to do that. I feel it. I feel like it's the kind of show that you watch with other people around. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, which one are we going to do, right? Yeah, 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 And you have fun with it, like, that way, and mm-hmm. then you could just, you know... Because then, like, when me and Mike were talking, we actually watched it on New Year's Eve instead oh, yeah. of caring about New Year's Eve at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some beer and watched... Like, the Bandersnatch. <laughs> yeah, Bandersnatch, and we, like, sat there, and we were like... Like, after we would make a choice, we would, like, we would start a conversation about different things that were happening in the movie. Like, oh, isn't that fucked up? Like, you know, like, yeah. what would you do in that situation? Or, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, put your shoe, like, put yourself in his shoes. Like, yeah. what would you do, right? Yeah. Like, kind of thing. And then it's we were, like, why not pausing and having, like, a 20-minute conversation, conversation about... about that. See, that's like, really cool. Right. That's a real cool, cool way to watch it. Yeah. And then we were, like, talking about, like, psychedelic stuff, like, kind of what we were talking about before yeah. here. Like, like oh, because there's a point where he possibly tries a psychedelic and things I was like gonna, that. I was going to ask you your opinion on that. Keep going. Yeah, but like stuff like that where it's like, oh, yeah, like and then we kind of like tangented in some of the stuff we were just talking about with yeah. psychedelic research and things like that. I was like, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, and because you, you can kind of see it because that was... The movie technically takes place in the 80s. So it's like... I think it's 83. Yeah, because it was when... It's like... Not the birth of video games. Yeah, it's video early, games on. early on. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Atari age yeah. gaming, yeah, yeah. I guess you would call it. Right. But yeah, so it was like, it was like interesting to have like the commentary between us. Yeah. Because that was the only one, I, that's the only time I watched it with another person or in the same room. Right. So that made it more fun to kind of be like, yeah. oh yeah, what are you going to choose? Yeah. Like, so that, that. And that'd be cool to actually have discussions about it. Yeah. That, that's interesting. So I think it'd be cool to even do like a podcast about that one. I don't think we could live stream it because we'd probably get pulled for whatever no, like, reason. for sure. For but sure, like, it, you yeah. could definitely do like a like a freeze frame type of discussion where you like yeah. do a part and then like yeah like we would just do like a streamline of like discussion like mm-hmm. cho- like the first major choices because a few there's a few choices that don't matter I guess you yeah. call it yeah. just just flavor choices I guess yeah. you call them yep um but you could definitely like you know do the major decision choices pause it and then mm-hmm. talk about it and yeah. then keep going and then keep talking about it and then yeah <laughs> that'd be kind of cool that'd be, yeah, be, be kind of cool. cool podcast we should, <laughs> do that. we should do that we should sure. definitely do that um <laughs> So what I was gonna ask you. Yes. Did you get? Did you get to the part about the Pac-Man scene? Yes. So the where you have to choose unlocking the dad's safe thing. No, no. Well, it was oh, before. Oh, that. with with the with, psychedelic trip part. Yeah. So he, he's talking to I forget P-A-C. the name. Yeah, and he's explaining the, his whole Pac-Man programming control theory. layer yeah. and things like that. So that whole scene in itself. What did you think about that? It was fucking weird. The tin tin. The common theme here is tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. That came out hardcore. Yeah. Like, super hardcore there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it up until it got to that, like, weird, runny, like, he just totally... It's like a monologue. Yeah, it was monologue yeah. and it was, like, it didn't feel forced because I could see how someone like that would totally believe it. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> is there more you want to say? Um, it felt weird the choice you had to make after that. Yeah. That felt super forced. Yes, it did. Yeah. You know? So that's what I was going to say. So I will say it was so random because I had no... <laughs> so like when they sp- brought up the character first, he was like this big gamer guy. Yeah, he's like, like the, the star coder, game. I guess you yeah. call it. So his character up to that point, when he runs into him and they have that interaction, I was just like, 
where did that come from? Like, I was yeah, because like, there's no buildup between yeah. the two characters outside of that first interaction. Exactly. I was like, this is so just just happened. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just was kind of like, I was like, there was nothing to give but away. But they sprinkled guy... in some stuff where, I don't know, if that first major tri- decision, did you say no or yes? I said no at first. Yeah, yeah. So if you say yes, mm-hmm. take the deal. Oh, no, no. I said yes at first. Right. Second. You took yeah, the yeah. deal and then it. Just fast forwards and it's like a soft ending. Yeah. Like you fucked up. And he's yeah. like, I have to do it again. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. And then oh, he, but even there. It's like a Groundhog Day thing. Yeah. And then, and then when you redo it, it's like you, your character knows things already mm-hmm. that he didn't know the first time around. So you're kind of doing this like Groundhog Day thing. Yeah. And well, you I thought that was cool. I thought that was I thought really it was cool. Super cool. And right? I thought that was going to be the point of the narrative. That's what I, I, yeah. if I think they lost it a little bit, mm-hmm. like they could have added more of that stuff yeah. in to make it feel like they're in a loop spooky, or something. Yeah, spookier yeah. In, in the sense of, like, you can redo... Like, your life is a game kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Now that I'm thinking about it, that'd be so dope. Right? That's, <laughs> that's where I thought it was going. And I was like, oh, this is... Like, so I'm, I was watching it with Alex, my girlfriend, right. and I was like, oh, this is gonna be... Like, because that's... I got that part, because they... Yeah. When you redo it, they have a part where he goes... Like, uh, he meets the guy, and he's like, oh, your name is blah, 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 before he introduces himself. Yeah, and he says the game name. Yeah, and he, like... He, they said there's a problem with the game and the guy who meets him he's like memory answer, runtime errors yeah. and he's like and he looks at him like what yeah and then he, they're like haven't we met before and I was like oh this is gonna yeah, be yeah so cause they dope, have like that I mean? they have like this it's like he's the only character that like those two characters are the only characters that have like any sort of notion that there's something going on yeah and so I was or like or there's something bigger going on right so I was like this is gonna be really cool yeah. cause I thought that was gonna be the driving force of the yeah. narrative and maybe I just made wrong decisions. Maybe that is an outcome. Maybe. maybe. There is one ending that's super interesting where yeah. when you get it, um, they have like this, the credits rolling and then in between the credits every couple seconds there's like an interview of like today's world. Oh, really? Like uh, like a 2018. And huh. there's a girl, she's a coder and she's reprogramming Bandersnatch in today's world. Oh. Yeah, and the... I didn't catch it the first time, but she is the daughter of that guy, Colin. Really? Yeah. So there's this weird little, like, spookiness going on in there that I thought was super interesting with... It's, you know, they that's part of why they said it's not a right ending. They just kind of squeezed it in there. Mm-hmm. Because then she's, like, she's getting caught in the loop of yeah. programming the new version of the game. Huh. And because she, like, has a loop happen, and then she, like, breaks her keyboard. Mm. Like, you, you make a choice for her. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get that ending. Yeah. I need to see, because maybe I, that'll make it feel more complete for so me. So it felt, yeah, it felt like it was the quote-unquote right, even though there isn't a right ending, mm-hmm. but I felt like, oh. So I feel like you can tell which ending they liked, even if there wasn't a right one. Yeah, there right. Was one that they were like, oh, this is yeah, cool. Yeah. You know what like I mean? The, like you can, to me, that felt like the real Black Mirror ending, where it was like, oh, it's not, it's not like his, it was, it's like this Bandersnatch thing is like, mm-hmm. pulls the strings if you, yeah. it's like almost like Jumanji. Yeah, like yeah, old yeah. school Jumanji where yeah. it's like it's trying to push you to something and like mm-hmm. makes you do choices you don't want to make and yeah. stuff like that or whatever yeah. like that's what it felt like it's like you know you hear the drum beat from Jumanji yeah. like, you know when you hear the drum beat you're like fuck yeah. where it's like the, they kept showing that symbol like the uh, inverted whatever. Y yeah, yeah. the inverted Y for mm-hmm. the branching yeah. choices like the tree, symbol yeah. yeah the tree and I thought that was interesting that like that became that cool. the symbol of the Bandersnatch, yeah. right? You know, like, if you want to get... Sp- yeah. and, like, when he knows... <laughs> get ominous like, about it. Yeah. There were parts that were really, really cool and like that, and I need to... I want to see that ending. Yeah. Maybe that'll 
make it whole for me and I'll have another opinion. Yeah, you'll have an um, extra layer to it. Yeah. So, I think I know how to get to it if we ever want to watch it. <laughs> no, we should do that idea. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> we should. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be cool because then um, it, well, we can do it in a way that we don't get uh, copyrighted or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't be able to show scenes. Or yeah. if we did, it'd have to be like Third, less second. than 30 seconds. Yeah, like real quick. Like 10 second clips yeah. or something. Um, we could never figure our way and I think we could probably ask uh, Joey Spangler if he wanted to join in on that because he's the oh he would love the, that the movie sure. guru da- guy yeah. you know <laughs> should, yeah that'd be cool we should I, let's I'll, look into that I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> we'll create a group message on Facebook yeah. and get the, the wheels rolling in that one because that yeah. sounds like really fun now that yeah. I think about it right um, <laughs> so I'll save too much more talking because if we are going to do that we yeah right we don't want to wanna watch um, too much more or talk too much more yeah, about it yeah but last thing I'll say going back to the the guy having his tinfoil hat moment <laughs> um <laughs> There's a, specifically in that scene, there is a part that I'm like, where, the, I literally was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about. It was like the end of that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't ruin it because it's kind of like a shack value thing. Oh, but yeah. he asked a certain question to you. Yeah, the, that's why I didn't say the it protagonist, yeah. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah. where did that come? You know, it was just And the random. fact that, like, the, whatever choice you make, he's just like, all right, yeah, cool. And, yeah, and then it just happens. So yeah. It's like. <laughs> like you can pick specifically one choice and he's like cool and does it yeah and I'm like oh. <laughs> like I laughed I was like, I was like what the fuck was that like I was just like what I don't get it <laughs> like, I don't know maybe I didn't get it um, but I was just so confused I was yeah, like right. I don't get where that came from he's like chip chip cheerio yeah <laughs> just like took off but I was like oh. for those of you who watched it will definitely know yeah. what we're talking about yeah to me I was just like what I started laughing <laughs> Um, but yeah, so... I'm going to have to put a spoiler in the title of this episode. Yeah, we didn't spoil too much, but... No, I don't think... Still, just, I mean, it's such a weird thing to spoil anyways. Yeah. So, like, I don't yeah. really know how... Outside of, like, these are the choices you're going to make, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the internet's been a flush with these kind of things, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think it's fun, though. Either oh, way. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I can't wait for the season. Me too. So they, so they did say that they are going to come up with a season this year, mm-hmm. but, uh... The creating the movie itself took them longer than they expected. Oh, I'm sure that took right. forever. I mean, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ! Like I, I was, you know, I was telling you about different things, like how much money goes into creating movies and anything like that. Yeah. Like, filming it is the easy part. Yeah, it's not cheap. Editing it and putting it together. I say, yeah. Is where it's all the money goes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that editor probably got paid handsomely <laughs> to have to put everything. Or just how many teams way. they have to yeah. make you know different sections of it. Like you're yeah. you're gonna be you know the interface team or yeah. whatever. Like, because like, it has a completely different interface. Yeah. I think one of the cooler things they could do, which is granted they kind of have to do it, but I think if you were to make a choice, you get it faster, right? Like, as mm. soon as the option comes up and you make the choice right away. If it would let you, if it would just smoothly transition into the choice, like as oh, fast as possible, it, rather yeah. than letting it do the timer thing. Yeah, I got what you're saying. You know, yeah. like as, as soon as you select your choice, it should just let you just go. Yeah. Because I think that would kind of increase the immersion again. Yeah. Partly. I, I got. I but some of the tension makes you feel nice too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you're kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah, what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's just a separate side effect of that one. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you, I know you've been reading. So like this is your lens right now, isn't mm. the scriptwriter screenplay yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm becoming a snob. Like, <laughs> like and so, did you take rhetoric of cinema in high school? No, I didn't. Okay. It was you, Joe, and I think Ben took ben it too. Took it, yeah. Eric took it too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so one of my favorite classes. I appreciate it. I appreciated it then, but I appreciate it more now 
because I'm diving back into that. Right, but it was yeah. Radical Cinema, right? So one thing the teacher um, told us, Mr. Zerby is his name. Yes. I don't know if he still teaches there, Man, but if the he does. Legend. Yeah. Um, I should reach out to Yeah, him. great, great. Oh, you should. Great <laughs> teacher. One of my favorite teachers. Um, but he had said in the beginning of that class, you're going to become like, quote unquote, a movie snob. Because <laughs> um, you're going to watch movies and you're going to be like trying to pick them apart. People are going to be like, dude, shut up and just watch them. And, like, just enjoy it. You know what I mean? And since that class, I've kind of been that way, but not so extreme. Not as but now. Extreme. I know myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll be watching something, and I'm, like, getting so critical, and I may be right, and I may be wrong, you know what I mean? But it's just the fact of how critical I am at things, that gets, I annoy myself, and I'm like, right. dude, shut up, <laughs> like, just, just watch it, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so, getting into that whole thing, um, Wenzel actually just bought me the, for Christmas, <laughs> the, uh, the complete trilogy screenplays of uh, the Dark Knight series. Yeah, all of the Batman movies. Yeah. And it is fucking awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Thank you again for that. Yeah, um, of course, dude. I'm yeah. glad I found it. I just yeah. kind of was googling around and I was like, oh my god, this is like, yeah, we, like I could not not get that one because it was just so perfect for mm-hmm. for anyone who enjoys good screenwriting. Because I think for me, like that was like one of the that was probably one of the first superhero type movies that you know made made a, made the jump to from comic book to movie. Yeah. In a believable way. Yeah. Right? For sure. And I think I think now that you're reading the their screenplay renditions mm-hmm. of it, I think it's adding even more layers yeah. to how much they thought about it, because you talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the depth that went into it, obviously you can tell it, it wasn't like just a quickly ran out thing. You can tell there's a lot of thought <laughs> put behind it, how they constructed the whole world. Um, but hearing them explain their thinking on it is, not hearing, seeing, reading, <laughs> them explain their thinking on it. It's super interesting. So the thing that got me the most was how they were saying one of the things that was most intriguing to them making the story was how to make someone be scary or impact fear. Yeah. Like imposing, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Like an imposing character and like entice all this fear into these criminals. So when you say criminal, these are like people who commit crime, you know what I mean? So they probably not, kill people. Yeah, right? they probably kill people, right? So they're probably not scared of most things, but they are, like, literally terrified of this guy, this, you know, vigilante Batman. But he doesn't kill people. So to make someone scary <laughs> to those people who kill people, but he, they know they're not going to get killed, if you look at it that way, that's how hard a, is that? It's <laughs> such a complex I mean? problem to solve. Yeah, and you don't... At least I didn't. I don't know if anyone else did, but I didn't even think of that like no I, I just i just was like yeah this dude like if this dude was coming after me i'd be scared too you know right. what I mean? but then it's like but you're not gonna die you know what i'm saying yeah like, like he's gonna beat you up real bad and yeah. you're gonna go to jail yeah and it's like okay so how, i mean yeah you don't want to go to jail obviously that's right not, <laughs> no one's excited about that <laughs> but like still like to be that scared where like guys are like running and like yeah you know what i mean like shrieking like they just like, see the they see the silhouette yeah of the cape and the hel- helmet yeah. and stuff like and that like so much paranoia around it um I'm like, man, and they said that was the most interesting part and the thing they wanted to tackle and do correct. And it's so, so reading, weird. Yeah, and, like, you don't even think of that. No. I wouldn't have thought of that, you know what I mean? Um, but taking it from that aspect. And and at the same time, I guess this goes back to the core, but him using his fear to bring fear into other people yeah. who otherwise shouldn't be scared. Yeah. Was, to me, that was incredible. That was, like, one of the most interesting things they said. Yeah. Um, And some of the, uh, the other thing that they said was that it wasn't, meant to be a trilogy or that wasn't the initial thought 
Yeah. Maybe that not wasn't meant to be, but it wasn't the thought. So they put everything they had into each standalone film. Yeah. Just in case they didn't want to continue. That's. I think that's super interesting because they. Because I don't even view each movie as a trilogy. Right. Like, I don't think of it as like the you know the Dark Knight trilogy. I guess you call it. Yeah. You know. It's weird to say. You know. What yeah. I mean? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that's how it was meant. It's just yeah. like each one. It's like you know. It's like the. I guess you call it the first Batman movie would be like, and then the second one's the Joker, and then yeah. the third one is the yeah. Bane. I guess I can think of like the bad guy, like who's the bad guy, in it, right. kind of almost. And they serve; they each serve a different purpose. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the fact that they didn't have the for not necessarily didn't have the foresight, but they didn't plan it. You know what I mean? How like they kind of sk- like bait you, bait the movie into being a sequel. Yeah. Or right. having a sequel, I should say. Um was cool and it just worked out it was still a fluid story yeah right yeah um it connected together very well even i mean even the last movie i think it closed the loop yeah. right the oh. way it ended yeah so it's kind of like yeah that's it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of just like and i mean even though it they closed the loop in a sense that it's like it felt final but it also could have continued if they've you know right like if they want to ever continue yeah it. yeah it's like it's still open enough yeah um even the dark knight the second one it still ended in a sense where it's like if they didn't want to make the the third one. Yeah, right. They, they could have just let it be. Yeah. And I mean, I, I personally think that's the pinnacle of the whole series anyways. Oh, for just, sure. be, just because of the way the portrayal of the Joker's character is. To me, I think that character is probably one of the most complex characters in all of comic book. I think in general. In general yeah, yeah. It's like ever. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, just from a thematic set point. You know, and there's so much rendition of it, but just that portrayal of it in that movie specifically is just like, fuck. I, yeah, I think that captured it more so than any yeah. other one. Not that anyone else did it poorly, but I think they really, like, better just hit it. Oh, yeah. also, when we were at uh, Paul, uh, Lagunitas, mm-hmm. side note, that building is where they burnt that pile of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> in that factory. Yeah. That's really cool. I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm yeah. like, "I'm like, I'm looking at it right there." I'm like, I'm like "How big was that pile of money?" Yeah, saying <laughs> that they did it there. I know it's crazy. That's, that's so crazy. So they, they filmed some other stuff there, right? Yeah, they said so or something. Yeah, I think it was like a couple other TV shows and movies yeah. had been filmed in that area, like yeah. Chicago PD, I think. Any of the mm-hmm. Chicago films, I yeah. think, were in that area. Yeah, me and Alex actually, we we were uh, we went there a couple months ago and they were filming something. Like, oh really? Yeah, we tried to pull in one way and they were like, "Oh, you got to go around." Oh, like, really? like there's a, a shooting not a shooting but like a, they're filming yeah <laughs> shooting <laughs> film yeah. um going on over here so we had to go around that's around. dope like, that's cool i don't know what it was it was probably yeah. chicago pd but most likely it didn't seem grand it right seemed like something just a small just shot yeah <clears throat> that sounds um, cool though <laughs> yeah but they hit the nail on the head with their portrayal and their writing of the joker right i feel yeah jo- i mean joker's character is just yeah insane yeah. <laughs> and, and i don't know if you notice this but there's, like, this weird paradox that Batman and the Joker are in. Because yeah. Batman doesn't kill, right? Yeah. Joker was trying to get him to break his code. Yeah. And Joker was crazy, but he wouldn't kill Batman either. Yeah, no, they, they, they were the, the yin and yang. They, yeah. they needed each other kind of thing. Yeah, and so it was, like, this weird paradox. They were, like, stuck in their own loop. Yeah. And shout out to Bandersnatch. <laughs> they were, <laughs> wow. like, stuck Uh-oh. in their own loop. Are we in our own loop? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It's, I don't know, just to, to see them kind of explain things that way. Yeah. It's super cool to see the insight that they had going into writing. And then it makes more sense. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Not that the movie didn't make sense, but... No, I, I think it, they're able to... What I've noticed about anything that is so canonized, I guess you call it, like, 
or has a history behind it, like characters like Batman and the Joker, right? They've been mm-hmm. around for so long that people have a perception about what to expect from these characters, right? But they have... they The writers and the directors were able to look at these characters and be like, okay, what is the story we are trying to tell? Right. But modernize it in the sense that, okay, these are the core values of the character, but then extrapolate it and, you know, pull the essence out and make it what they want to show with it, right? right. I think I think what they did is the Dark Knight, right? You know, mm-hmm. they made it into this dark, gritty, grim yeah. character, right? Yeah. And I think that's what makes these, these stories able to transcend and created this f- version of it that is not what you like what everyone had expected up to that point you know like the yeah. adam like the adam west stuff and things yeah. like that you the know because it used the to goofy be so goofy, side you know, you know with the I mean? pow and things yeah. like that and so you kind of i don't know it, it just really levels up the experience i think yeah. and I've, i'm writing like a stan lee article right now remembering his mm-hmm. stuff and, and i'm talking about you know portrayal of these characters right like when you think about certain characters now from the film versions of it, like Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. he personifies the character of Wolverine now. Yeah. He took a character that is known for wearing a yellow, like, you know, leotard-type mm-hmm. suit. Yeah, with these big horn-like yeah, things. Yeah, horn-like yeah. things on his head, and it's kind of silly-looking. Yeah. And he turned into this guy who's really brutish-looking and yeah. wears wife-beaters or, you yeah. know, ripped shirts and, you know, animalistic, I guess, is a really good version mm-hmm. of explaining it. And turned it into this new version of the character that keeps the essence of what you'd expect Wolverine to be like, but then yeah. makes it grim, real, and, you know, tough. Yeah. Where, I don't know, it's, it's just, an, for me, it's an interesting thing, you know, it's to, to see how they're able to translate the comic book to film yeah. type of it. And that's kind of what the entire article I'm writing yeah. is about, is, like, translating these characters across mm-hmm. ages and from book to screen. Right. <laughs> yeah, they make it... <laughs> they make it as realistic as they can possibly be. You right. know what I mean? There's just there's I mean, obviously there's a certain level of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. But even so like specifically for people who aren't fans of comic books or superhero type stuff, you can take them to go see like Logan, for yeah, example, right. or Batman movies. Or any of the Batman movies yeah. and still enjoy it. Yeah, and you can be like, it's I try to explain them like just let go of the fact that it's a superhero movie. Yes. Like just try to just take that out of your mind and just watch it yeah. for what it is, and you're gonna forget it. By the end of it, you won't. You'll be like, "Oh shit, that is a superhero movie." At yeah, the right. end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, they they do a great job. Logan was amazing too. How they did Logan. We should do another one of those podcasts on Logan. I'll review Logan. Yeah, yeah we should do because that would be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, as a standalone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as the whole series, I have a different viewpoint. But no, as yeah. a standalone film with Logan. Logan is a for sure a standalone. I don't think I don't think it fits into the like it. F- fits like yeah. loosely but yeah. i don't think it's, it's supposed to be it's ne- i don't think it's meant to be viewed as in the light of the rest of yeah. the <laughs> which in that sense is awesome so we should definitely do that one too yeah um, we're just giving ourselves more work to do now <laughs> it's not like it's bad work <laughs> no it's definitely not yeah, it's fun work this is so much fun to be yeah. honestly talking about all these different ideas yeah. and i want to dive more into storytelling too just yeah, to, I guess we're gonna have to foreshadow. How this yeah, we're gonna foreshadow <laughs> because we, we talked about doing a storytelling one. Yeah, but Joe is in in vicinity at the time. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, you gotta wait for me for that one. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do that because I think for future foreshadowing, the storytelling one is Joe can bring a lot of the literary, mm-hmm. like written f- storytelling stuff. Yeah, out of it. Yeah, and I I think that'll be interesting to kind of see where the blending of storytelling and and um, 
from a written versus screenplay yeah. version of it. Well, you guys, don't you guys typically, you and Joe speaking, read more nonfiction? Or are you guys kind of all over? Um, I think Joe's mostly nonfiction. I, I flip-flop back and forth. All, I, I usually read one fiction and one nonfiction, like, Oh, you switch off. Yeah, okay. like I just finished. Like the reason I had three books already is I just I got a book um, from a thriller, like a murder mystery novel. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Douglas Preston Lincoln Child. They just got it. Came out a new book. It was published. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, I probably mentioned them before. You probably yeah. Because I have every single one of their books. Oh, yep. <laughs> that's probably where I heard it. And uh, I just love their stories because like the to to me it was like the first book that I had read that was like an adult novel, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, since then, I've read every single one of their books, and, like, their main character is an FBI agent, but he's, like, super eccentric. He's an mm. albino, and he's, like, got a southern drawl, and mm. he's... The way they write it is they never really do anything from his perspective, like, inner thoughts. Uh. It's always through the lens of other people around him, like, like describing who he is and how he acts. Okay. So you huh. never really get an inside view of it. Like, you do a little bit in certain books, but... For the most part, you never really know what he's thinking. That's cool. And it's so it's super like like he's the protagonist, like the main character of the, mm-hmm. every story. Is it told in first person? <clears throat> the stories. Yeah. It is, but of someone else. But uh, by from other people viewing the murders and things like that. So you never That's really, really cool. know what he's thinking. Yeah, but he's the protagonist. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's like huh. super like complex, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, cause you're always like. Because you, you always get the sense of, like, he's just weird. Kind yeah. of, like, from everybody else. Like, he's an un- like he dresses in black suits all yeah. the time, and he's just... That's almost like a Great Gatsby, almost. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, the way I used to describe it, it's kind of like a New Age Sherlock Holmes. Oh, like yeah. a modern version of it, in mm-hmm. some ways. And so it's kind of fun to kind of, like, see it that way, too. And yeah. it's, it's just, I don't know, I just, I just really enjoy those books. Like, I finished that book. I started reading it the first, and I finished it today. Jeez. So, Are yeah. they long? It was like 200-something pages. No, so not crazy, but not crazy like, so it's like a good read. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just sat down and just put on music and just go. <laughs> <laughs> you can read with music on? Yeah, but it's mostly just like lo-fi beats. Oh, okay. Chill stuff. <laughs> I was like, dude, if there's words and I'm reading, no. I get like, wait, what? <laughs> it looks like... I mean, most of the time it's just there to block out noise around noise me. Outside. yeah, yeah. And I just kind of lock into the story. Mm-hmm. It's really weird because I was thinking about how I read. Like, it's like I read chapters like episodes from TV shows. Like, I can feel like I'm, really? like, I'm like, like I, I, I can, like, come yeah. back into the story. Like, it's... That's cool. Yeah, like, I get yeah. this really weird visualization thing going on where I'm, like, able to, like, lock into the story yeah. and be like, okay, here we are. Oh, yeah, when you're in it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you, like, really going, you just see everything. It's weird. Yo, like, yeah. You see it. It's so and weird. And, like, and I can, like, stop pages. Like, mm-hmm. if I put a bookmark and I know where I'm at, I'll just, like, start reading. It's like, it's like I'm coming, like, 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 like right there, like you're yeah, pressing play. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like exactly yeah. like that. It's like I'm pressing play and a story, and yeah. I'm just like, here we go. It's super, yeah, when you get into it, and that's what's cool. Okay, so that's what's cool about the bat, the Batman screenplays. Yeah, because I've I've seen the movie, so I already know kind of what it's looking yeah, like. Right. So I'm like watching the movie through words. You know, yeah, it's, right. It's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like, able to hit yeah. play in your brain. Yeah, you that's watching. how I lost so much time this morning because <laughs> it was like I was watching a movie. I was just like. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and I'm just ready. I'm like, oh yeah, that's. And then I look, and I'm like, oh shit, it's been two hours. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Yeah. So that I think that's why when you have good writers, the, at least from a from a fiction standpoint, you're mm-hmm. able to kind of lock in the stories a little bit better. Yeah. Because they're they're painting a picture for you, right? right. You yeah. know, visually speaking, right? They're mm-hmm. giving you sounds and feels and smells and temperatures and whatever like yeah. they're giving you all that out, extra stuff to be able to visualize things whereas sometimes in nonfiction it's hard to kind of get 
what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's nothing built around it to give you a sense of what's actually happening. Yeah. It's facts and yeah. dates and numbers. Yeah. And Sometimes it can be dry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. it's very analytical, I guess mm-hmm. you'd call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of why it seems harder to read nonfiction. Oh, it for sure is. You know, for sure is. and a lot of times they're longer, too. Like that one book I was mentioning in the beginning, The Dream Machine, that mm-hmm. book, it's like 400 pages long, but I oh. f- fucking swear to God, the font is like 10 <laughs> it's, it's like it's like four. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I like opened the book. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh my god, dude! They had to like lower the font just to make it so they didn't use as much paper. The book's already fat as hell. We'll, I'll show you when, before you leave. But yeah. like, I was like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I know. I'm like, damn. I'm gonna do, it's gonna take me a while to yeah. read this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to like you know put him down and read another book in between. You know, get like 200 pages in and yeah. <laughs> take a break. You know, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good one. I do too. It's an hour and a half. Time fucking flies. It does. Swear. It does. All right, everybody. Time. Jordan Christ, first episode of two thousand nineteen. I was gonna say twenty eighteen. <laughs> like you know how everyone writes it and yeah. has to. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. Peace. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.